When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. Caitlin, that was so good. You nailed it every time. I felt it. You know, I did. I felt the I felt that one in my heart's soul. It was it was really well done. Also, for the first I feel like it's been a long, long time since we've had a guest on this show, right? It's been a very, very. Yeah, it's been over six months for sure. Like, I know for sure it's been longer than that. Too long. Caitlin, introduce our guest. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to introduce our guest. Um, I, well, let, and I'm going to do that. Uh, our <laughs> guest tonight, today, whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast, is Patty Negri. Say hi, Patty. Hey, everybody. Hi. So Patty is a psychic medium and good witch, best known for her reoccurring role on Travel Channel's number one go show, Ghost Adventures. Actually, it's the number one show on Travel Channel, I should say. That's fair. It should be. It should be. It's an amazing it show. It's so good. And then you're also an international bestseller of a book that oh, I was very lucky enough to have signed. Uh, Old World Magic for the Modern World. Tips, Tricks, and Techniques to Balance and Empower and Create the Life You Love, which is amazing. Uh, Patty's body of work also includes appearances on other shows such as Master Chef Beverly Hills Pawn, Jeff Lewis is flipping out, and she's also graced a number of magazine covers, which I mean, I'm looking at her right now, and that doesn't surprise me oh. even in the least. Um, you've also worked with amazing people like John Voight and Chevy Chase. I mean, this you have like this amazing career, Patty. I have. I am so lucky. I am so lucky, Caitlin. I I look back and I go, wow, I was lucky. And and in my early career, living through the 80s and the 90s and the aughts. And then when you get into the new generation, it's like dealing with the ghosts of the people in the 80s. And it's like, I had to get the ghost of Aaron Spelling out of the spelling manner. It's like, oh my God, I used to work on Love Ghost. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you're kind of like, I have a very like, silly Hollywood ghost question for later, but that's, that's amazing. So I know that you're super busy, Patty, and you probably haven't had hours and hours and hours to catch up on our show. But what I wanted to let you know is that, you know, Adam and I do these bonus episodes and we cover ghost adventures and Adam and I are just both huge fans and the show is wild. And I mean, look, it's a comedy podcast. So we make jokes about it. Zach has a very distinct personality. The crew is crazy, but I don't want to speak for you, Adam, but I can say for myself, you know, we cover that show because there's a part of it, a part of us that, you know, we both believe in something happening on the other side. Right, Adam? Yeah. I mean, I believe in all sorts of things. You know me. Uh, and ghosts are definitely one of them. Aliens, ghosts, you can put any of it in front of me and I'll probably lap it up. But yeah, I like, I like ghost adventures as much for the the ghosts and the things they find uh i like it as much for the history and just hearing the background about these places and when you hear it it's like oh yeah of course it's haunted like why why wouldn't that place be haunted i assume any old building is sort of haunted it's got energy it does no and and working with ghost adventures i think i started working with them in maybe 2014 and I hadn't thought much about it. I'd seen it a few times. And, and, and my idea was really, who are these macho dudes in tight t-shirts who like threaten ghosts and then run like little kids when a pin drops. But <laughs> the second I started working with them, I go, oh my God, they're legit. The reason that they're in their like 20th or 21st season now and 11 plus years is because they're 120% committed. They are completely, they are like those kids that's going, okay, we will go with anything. And 
of all the shows I've worked, they have, there's nothing more legit. They will literally have me blindfolded in the trunk of a car to not know what's going on. I'm scared to death going, not because I'm blindfolded in the trunk of a car. Because I'm used to that. But because, but because, because I'm like, oh my God, what if they throw me in a house and I don't get anything? What if I get crickets? What if I get Mm-hmm. but they, their okay. places are so vetted and so checked out that like okay a murder happened here a beheading happened here whatever happened here so it, it, it's never had that but they will not give me the tiniest of hint or the tiniest of clue really so you never get like a one sheet about where you're going or anything oh, like that God, no that's why on um, last year the four hour live ha- halloween special we did i've done a couple halloween specials with them but last year they did a four hour live not a good idea ghosts do not know let's break for commercial <laughs> they don't they go, let's go wild now and and they're off and they're doing some whatever live commercial and they can't come back to it it was it was like chaos in a can that's what i would do if i was a ghost of course you would i would do all the fun stuff during commercial just to be a jerk you want to be a dick what do you think about you mentioned that zach baggins will sometimes walk in a room and be sort of threatening to a ghost is that uh what do you think about that technique well he honestly he over the last 11 whatever years he has developed he does not do that very much anymore he's learned he went in you know green like anybody else and kind of learning to do that And he's learned respect over the years and he's learned knowledge over the years. So you will rarely see him doing that. Even I understand TV is TV. People don't get it. There's nothing faked on that show, but it is edited and he will go out of his way. He he does very little like threatening the ghosts anymore (laughs) because he's learned. They each have their own protection techniques. They do. Zach's kind of a Catholic thing. Billy is Mr. Palo Santo. He's like, he's got like 12 sticks of Palo Santo at all times. <laughs> I love it. Or anything he goes. Each person has their own thing and there's ghosts walking by. <laughs> um, so, but it's, it's legit. It's legit. Their commitment. So, but he doesn't do that so much. And even not the last show I did, Pasadena, but the one before that was the first time ever he actually let me clear a house. Oh. I, I go in and I go, oh yeah, this happened here and that happened here. My passion in life is showing how powerful we humans living grade are that we have power over that realm, whatever that realm is. And if you have a ghost you don't like, you can clear it. And when I, if they flew me to Scottsdale and he, and he, we were doing, okay, walk in the house, tell me what happened, which I did. And he goes, Patty, I want you to come back after we're, after we do our lockdown, after we do our investigation and clear the house. You were requested by the homeowner. I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> it, it validated everything they did i went right for this bathroom mirror and i went this is the portal and i had no idea that they had spent the whole night going seeing little go- dancing ghosts with oh, wow. in and out of that mirror so it was you know it, it actually confirmed what they had done i had no idea until i saw it on tv they don't tell me anything till i see it on tv even not the one Halloween special, the one before that, he he he's like locked me in, threw me in a gypsy wagon. I didn't know anybody else was there. He goes, okay, tell me what's going on. I'm like, oh, sh- okay. <laughs> I saw a little woman, a woman, a little girl, a little woman. I saw somebody on the floor passed out. Bloody Mary from New Orleans was channeling this little doll and this girl. Father Sebastian, the vampire, now like my best friend, was passed out on the floor. I saw all this stuff. and But then Zach came and grabbed me and he goes, come in here with me. And he brought me into this room and this beautiful little unassuming little short English woman, middle age, my age, little woman's woman. And like, hi, how are you? It's like, she wanted to kill me. Oh, wow. She had a, she literally had a, a shovel in her hand and we were around yeah. this cauldron and, and it's like evil and devil came out. I had no idea that she was doing, we were around Ed Gaines' cauldron and she was no. doing ritual. The guy from, you know, that they, they fashioned oh, yeah. the massacre, the silence of the lambs who chuckled at Bill. people. Yeah, that's, you, that's where we were like, hey, that's uh, so I crazy. He, yeah, he didn't tell me till I saw it on TV. It's like, thank you, Zach. Thanks for the heads up, Zach. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think maybe in the opposite direction of what you're saying 
you know, instead of like walking into a room and not knowing anything and calling it like it is, I feel like I approached our relationship completely ass backwards because, (laughs) so one thing that I want to let the listeners know is I've known Patty since I was a baby. I've known Patty. I've known, Patty's known me before I knew me. My parents met in an improv comedy group that Patty was a part of. Yes. I knew you before you were in a sparkle in your mom and dad's eye, girl. (laughs) I knew you before you even existed. Well, and it's so funny because Adam and I have been doing this show for a couple years now. And, you know, we, we've, the running gag forever has been on some level of ghost adventures. Like, oh my gosh, the connection. I've seen you on ghost adventures. I know who you are. I've had private readings with you. I did a seance at your house right before the pandemic hit. Like last right one before, we had the week before. And it just occurred to me like last week that we should have you on the show. I felt so stupid. I was like, why haven't I asked Patty to do this? This is so silly. <laughs> so in the, the kind of instigating thought was you posted this really interesting article. I think it was a New York Times article. It was a big article about how since lockdown, people are reporting more ghosts in their house than ever before. And things are kind of getting kicked up and things are getting weird. And I thought like, okay, this is, I have to understand more about this. I'm going to bring Patty on and ask her a bunch of questions. So before we get to that, I think I have like bigger, like 30,000 foot questions for you. Okay, go for it. (laughs) The biggest question I have for you is there's a really big difference between like being open to things that we can't see and living full on out loud as a self-proclaimed witch. So I I want to, and I've never gotten this, I've never had this conversation with you. Can you please tell me and our listeners, like what that, uh, I guess, like coming out process is, is like as a person? Oh yeah, that was a funny one. That was what, that, that was the last big financial downfall. I've always been this person. I've been talking and seeing dead people since I was three or four. I thought everybody could talk to the guy in the closet and the guy under the bed and get real information. I did my first seance at seven or eight. I thought that was normal. And then I learned that that it wasn't normal. Wait, before you go on, what did your seven or eight year old seance look like? Like what, what did you put like a, was there a crystal ball? Was it like an eight ball or was it, you know? No, I went in my little suburban Los Angeles home into the hallway, which had no windows and no doors. I stuffed towels under the doors. There's no lights, no windows. I came up with my first chant. I just kind of knew it. I was with my best friend, Sherry Jones at the time. Amazing. We love And then I realized I didn't know any dead people. I'm just a kid. I went, well, Marilyn Monroe, let's call her. John Kennedy. I I named every celebrity I could think of that a seven or eight year old would know in the late sixties. And all of a sudden my little windowless, lightless hall filled with orbs and light flying through and things we like "Ah!" we cherry and i ran out screaming but inside i was like yes this is real this is controllable this is under our control i got that really early on that this is our realm of existence and they have to play by our rules if we take charge Mm. and since then i became i i studied philosophy occult sciences regular sciences religion, cosmologies, everything attached to it. And I take it down to energy, which is what I see. But that's what an eight-year-old did. I I mean, I don't know that we particularly talked to Marilyn Monroe and John Kennedy and whoever else of the late 60s, but I I saw that this was a legit thing. And so I wanted to learn more about it and I've studied my whole life. So when did you decide, I mean, obviously I know that you met my parents because you were a performer. Um, When was the, I mean, and you still, you're obviously you're still out in front of people, but when did you kind of decide like, this is, this is my path here. Like I'm going to own this life. It was with the first big financial crash because sure. I, I, again, I've been a Hollywood kid forever since your parents' days and, you know, we were all babies. Yeah. Really. Um, and, but it, and then I started a production company, Interactive Entertainment, because that's what we did. <laughs> I started a company called Brain Brew Entertainment, which I still have. But in 2008, the financial crash came huge. Mm-hmm. Corporate entertainment became a dirty word. It didn't matter if I was teaching, you know, new policy to Microsoft or HR departments, you know, motivational sure. be a game shows and interactive things and murder mysteries, whatever. It became the thing. The crash happened. They're like, we're laying off people. We can't give them a big party with song and dance extravaganzas. So all of a sudden, at 
that was just like my company went, oh, damn, nothing. At the same time, reality television was going whoop, 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 up, yeah. up, up, up. Yeah. And I remember I got a call from somebody that I knew who knew my ability because I had, I was secret. I was part of a coven. I was doing magic forever and ever. But you were part of a coven? Well, I mean, I guess I should have assumed that. Of course. I'm just silly being surprised. I know. You say, of course, like like I'm supposed <laughs> You can't be a <laughs> solo witch. Naked, yes. You're right. Okay. Good point, everybody. <laughs> can't be a solo witch. <laughs> I'm a solo witch. I'm a group witch. I'm everything. <laughs> but anyway, but in 2008, my fast moving, doing shows all over the world production company went to a, a streaming halt. Reality television was growing. I got a call from somebody I knew who said, Patty, we're doing this show. We need somebody who's really good at seance, who's really legit, who can come on and do this show. I'm doing, I went, no. And they go, it's for CMT, country music television. It's a show called Mobile Home Disaster. I went, no. I went, oh, wow. Wait, nobody's going to watch a show called Mobile Home Disaster on CMT. Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) I wasn't doing anything else. And I did it. And I went, oh, my God. I love the genre. Yeah. They follow, you don't have to memorize lines. They follow you around with two or three cameras. You have beat sheets, maybe. You do what you do. You give your gift. You yeah. give your magic. And I fell in love with it. I go, this is great. But no, no, no. I work corporate. I, work with, I have a corporate production company. And then I remember the night that it aired, the next day, and it was fun. It was great. It was a goofy reality show but the next day I got a call from one of my big national clients and she's like I saw you on tv last night and I'm like (laughs) I will never work in this country again for whatever bank it was yeah yeah and she goes I didn't know you were into the paranormal I love the paranormal and we had the best conversation we had ever had like 20 minutes didn't hurt my corporate comp at all and I went I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the psychic closet. I'm out of the broom closet. I am out of the closet. Love it. And continued. The corporate market went down, down, down. And the reality thing, because I had theatrical training, I had improv training. I knew how to hit a mark. I knew how to talk in sound bikes. I became the person to call if they needed a psychic or a medium or a witch or a seance or a clearing. Mm. And I'm like, I love this. And one day I found myself, I think I was... I think it was at UC Santa Barbara. I was walking on stage to like 600 people to do a mediumship gallery. I love teaching. I love kids. I love preteen through college kids. They're, it's my thing. <laughs> Not in a weird way. But <laughs> I, I, I walked on stage and I just, it hit me like a brick. I go, I I'm not about money, but I go, I am making the same money to walk on stage for two hours with these beautiful young people with open minds that I would get to create one of my shows, say a murder mystery, a game show for where I same money, where I would pay seven people, three musicians, two weeks of a rehearsal call, print my own programs. I'm costuming everybody. I'm sewing their costs. I'm making props and I'm getting the exact same money for walking on stage and giving some insight and enlightenment. This works. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So that again, and I would never give up my other company. I still have it. If you go Brain Brew Entertainment, it's there. But this is my passion because I'm doing, instead of teaching the HR department how to correctly deal with customers, I'm teaching like empowerment. Because the one thing I've noticed is that people in my 30, whatever odd years of working with people, people give away their power. You know, not people like you guys, because you're, you've got a podcast, you're comedians, you're, 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 but the majority of people give away their power all the time. And we are amazing beings. They give it away to other people. They give it away to belief systems. They give it away to fear. It's like, grab it back. We are, we are superheroes. We are, we are. That's amazing. So these paranormal shows are out there and, you know, with anything that you do, you're going to deal with backlash. You're going to deal with doubters. I mean, how do you cope with something like that? You put your, you're putting yourself out there in one of the most extreme ways a person can, apart from like, I don't know, pole dancing, honestly, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And you're, you're saying I'm talking to a dead person and nobody can see you doing this and everybody can, it's completely, it's up to them to believe you or, or not. How do you deal with skeptics and how, how do you recharge yourself and like remind yourself that you have this ability? 
You have to not take, you have to not make it personal. You have to, because they are cruel out there. They are cruel. Yeah. I see. I mean, they, they, you know, they've been mean for me. It's like, you're going to die in hell. You're Jesus. Hey, the devil. Sure. It's like, what? Do you know who I am? I am like the most light filled person you have ever. Okay. Whatever. Um, but you cannot take it personally because, because people just like to be cruel out there. And I see it for other people way worse than I do for me. And you have to take it in stride. Some people get their power by disempowering other people. Yeah. I, and, and my, the old Patty, the early, you know, 20 years ago, Patty would have been devastated by things. But now I look at it as a badge of honor. I remember the first time, because you got to Google yourself when you're in this world. You got to have a oh, yeah. on yourself. Just go, what did they say? I said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but I remember, the, <laughs> I remember the, the first time I was, I, I, I got a bad review. And I think it's my one bad review on there. It was fakepsychics.com or badpsychics.com. And I'm like, sure. what? I'm not a fake. I'm not bad. And I went there. And of course they went to a ghost adventures episode. They go, Patty, she's a fake. She's on IMDb. She's an actor. Yeah. Right. I'm an actor. That doesn't mean I'm not a medium or a psychic. Yeah. I live in Hollywood. I've got an IMDb page. Everybody I know does. And And they said something. I remember on it. They said something about she looked at the camera or didn't look at the camera or whatever it was. And I'm like, do you guys understand editing? No, you know, <laughs> they don't. That's shown for four, four, that's shot for four days to make it into 40 minutes. They just cut out the bad stuff. Yep. You know, I mean, when I wasn't looking the right way, when I wasn't doing whatever, it's legit. That show is very, I can't speak for shows I haven't done. And I won't. And I'll spoke for anything I've done. I will not fake anything ever. But that show is in such integrity. Yes, they are big, goofy boys who go, ah! and that's why they're in their 20th season because they're committed. Yeah, they, oh, they're I, committed. There's they're, no question. The, the, There's no question that they're committed. They're I don't committed. think. You see it. It was like, who are these boys? <laughs> they're like, they are like 10 year old kids. I'm going to give my 120,000% and go in. That's why it works. Well, I mean, I think Adam and I enjoy the way the machines talk back to them and you know like the, the the enthusiasm that they have when they get these little bits of clues and but okay i want to get i'm going to get to that in a little bit but okay i want to talk to you about the uptick in paranormal activity surrounding this covid in, in, you know stay at home situation um i have joked on multiple occasions that we are dealing with ghostbusters too that's our life right now that keeps I, I, and when i saw this article i was like oh my god i was right it's ghostbusters too uh, but i might be a little wrong and so i wanted to ask you if you can explain what you think is happening and why people are reporting more incidents. Obviously part of it is because, well, they're just fucking home. I mean, you know, if you've got a ghost in your house that is used to you being at work, maybe everybody's adjusting, you know, I can empathize. That's one out of three. That's one out of three. That again, everybody's home and everybody's conscious. We are no longer living by rote, by automatic pilot, by phoned in, by asleep at the wheel. We can't be. It's, what the? What's going on? We, it's a new right. world. And that's why I honestly believe why this is happening. So mm-hmm. we can't be asleep at the wheel. So we're aware when something weird happens over here, over there. Mm-hmm. And because we're home more and we're awake. Sure. That's number one. Number two is the veil is lifting. This is part of, as we move into the age of Aquarius they talked about in the 1960s age yep. of Aquarius. but it was just dawning back then now it's, it's happening just, yeah we're still <laughs> like almost 500 years away but in the big scheme of things we're so close mm. but the veil is lifting we are going from our three-dimensional world higher dimensions the veil between the worlds is thinning every day of our life every week every month every year more and more stuff that's unexplainable in our three-dimensional gravity this is what is real world is not going to happen anymore because we're moving out of that we're moving into an aquarian age that's different so that's number two we it's more and more stuff is going to happen every day in every way that's why the ghosty thing is improving and if there's full stations of channels on TV about paranormal. That's why religion is or isn't keeping up with that. Yeah. yeah. It, it is or it isn't. It's making a choice. That's why new relate new age religions are coming in or old age pagany religions are coming in because because they can't be explained anymore. So that's number two. 
And number three is we are in a chaotic change. We are, in, we are every single one of us, we have never had a global thought pattern before. No. Ever. No. Between, you know, in social media and in the news and everything, we are all, if the health issue, the financial issue, the COVID issue, we are all on single focus. We have never had that in our entire history before. So it's like, woo, woo, woo. It's, yeah. it's, it's blowing up. So um, those, those are pretty intuitive answers. I think it makes sense. Um, for people who might not be familiar with this concept of age of Aquarius, I am. And I, I realized I was kind of taking that for granted. Can you give us a little, I guess, short explanation of what that means? Everybody knows the song. What is this? Okay, to oversimplify, which I'm really good at oversimplifying. Think about <laughs> everybody, if, if you know, under, understand um, signs at all, mm-hmm. you know, astro- astrological signs. She's a Libra, he's a Leo, she's a Cancer, sure. she's a this. You have the attributes thereof, cancers, grounded, home-loving, Libra's about balance, Taurus about this. As we move, age of Aquarius, as we're moving into the Aquarius, it's very watery, it's very moving. It, it's, it, there's no solid ground anymore. It's not our parents or our parents' parents' world of black and white, right and wrong, yes and no, this and that. There is, it's all middle ground that doesn't even keep a solid ground. So things are just going to become more spiritually fluid, quite literally. More spiritually fluid, more energetically fluid. And then whether you grab the spiritual part of it or not, there's not going to be black and white anything anymore. It feels like we are definitely not there yet as a country or a world. Things are very black and white. We are in that we are in that chaos, the tower card world of things. It is literally right now bringing out the worst in us. We see that every day and the best in us. And we see that every day. I am a firm believer. I am the ultimate awesome that the, that the good is going to win, that the positive is going to win. And we are going to come out of this a wiser, happier, more awake world, sadly at a high cost, because we didn't get the easy lessons, we were just numb to it. So it's like the universe, God, you know, whatever word you want to use was like, wake up, wake up, damn it, wake up, knock off your head to wake up. But whatever it takes. That's what happens. So, okay, cool. I mean, I think that that actually, I think I think most people living in this world right now are hunting for some kind of true north in what's happening here. So I, I, I'd venture to bet that at least our listeners could find a little bit of resonance with what you just said um, as far as what we're moving towards, because moving towards a more concrete future doesn't seem possible <laughs> um, at this point. So speaking of solidifying things, I feel like a lot of paranormal shows, at least in my opinion, muddle the differences between what they're dealing with. So sometimes they say they're dealing with spirits. Sometimes they say they're dealing with demons. Some people, sometimes they say, you know, oh, it's a ghost. So can you, what's the difference? Like help people, like just as basically as like, what's a spirit, what's a demon, what's a ghost? What, or, okay. or if there are better words for those things. Okay. Yeah. Demons get way too much credit in my, in my <laughs> observation. Everybody, it's a demonic. It's no, it's just a cranky butt ghost. It's, it's not a demon. If it's a demon, you're kind of gonna know it. You are kind of, if it's, I've had, I mean, literally when I had somebody bursting into flames at Marilyn Manson's house, what? that wasn't even a demon. It was a cranky ass ghost. That's all. It was just a cranky fire ghost? No, it was just a cranky ghost who wanted to make a point and we weren't listening. So it caught itself on fire? You saw that? I caught, it caught, it caught a person on fire. Yeah. And it wasn't Marilyn Manson? It wasn't Marilyn. Missed opportunity. Okay, I'll tell the story. This house is in my neighborhood. It's my neighbor. I live in an old 1920s neighborhood in the Hollywood Hills. I love your house. Your house is amazing. Thank you. And it's right around the corner. And this house was built by Charlie Chaplin in the 20s for his lover at the time, um, Mary Astor, who was an old movie star of the day, the silent movie stars. The house was built to be a hard party house. It's this four level house. And it was crazy of the day in the 20s and 30s. Um, then... 
the Rolling Stones manager bought it in like the 60s. So the oh, Rolling nice. Stones lived in this house. Um, Mamas and Papas, Graham Parsons, all sorts of those those people live there. Then moved, moved out. Then the guy who invented the real life sex doll moved in. The real, I'm a real doll. I'm, I'm a lady. Moved in. <laughs> and then he moved out. And then Marilyn Manson moved in as my neighbor for seven years. So the house itself attracted chaotic, creative, maybe a little bit dark, but very creative and chaotic people. The house almost was built like by masons or something. Sacred geometry, four level house, windy staircase, leaded glass, roses, 12. I mean, everything was almost like geographical. Um, geometry and I'm like a Masonic temple or something. It sounds like a like a tarot deck, like the top like the yes. Crowley tarot deck. That's what that sounds like. It was like. like a tarot deck built by Charlie Chaplin, consciously or not consciously, I don't know. It sounds like Marilyn Manson's house. It was Marilyn Manson's house. <laughs> but honestly, it got too too scary for him after an incident happened and he moved out. Too scary for Marilyn Manson? That's a scary thought, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. I don't want to think about what's too scary for Marilyn. It's like his whole brand. Alice Cooper moved next door. But the basement, the ba- again, it's a four-level house. And then there was the dirt basement. You guys, it's always the dirt basement. Any of course. extraordinarily of course. haunted house I've been into has a dirt basement. What is with that? What's with the dirt basement in general? Because Why it's it- energy. It's, it's life energy. If you have like cement basement, it's all cut off. But when you're connecting to the earth, when you're connecting to the land, mm-hmm. whether it's the David Omen house of the Cheshire and Tate murders or the Black Dahlia house, the Soudan house you know, also in Los Feliz or the Marilyn Manson, Charlie Chaplin house, because I mean, they just built houses. They didn't cement it out. They're still connected to the land and to the land is where you're going to get all the energy coming out. And in Hollywood specifically, every place has its own energy. Hollywood specifically, we have a huge energy vortex right in Griffith Park, literally not surprisingly halfway between Burbank and Hollywood, where the entertainment capital of the world the creative capital i honestly believe this vortex that i've seen a million times has drawn in the creatives that's why hollywood isn't in long beach or in pacoima or in ventura it drew in the creative actors musicians dancers writers directors and the religious my house alone i'm surrounded by a Catholic monastery, the Vedanta Society, Theosophy, Theosophy. The I mean, I'm surrounded by spiritual or religious people because it drew them all in. That's so interesting. So, like, what's the difference between, you know, the your classic? Let's just be general here. Like your classic lady in a Victorian dress walking down a hallway for all eternity versus uh, a go like a real ghost ghost like a. Okay. Sp- there's three things you're going to basically find, whether you're on a paranormal investigation or one of my seances, or you're doing a, or you're just hanging out a place. There's ghosts, which are spirits that were living people. Spirits were living people. They were our parents, our grandparents, George Washington, whoever. They were living people and now they're dead. Right. There is a residual haunting. And that's the lady at the bed and breakfast who walks by every night in midnight because she was killed on her wedding night she doesn't interact with you the poor ghost doesn't really have to walk by on the hour at the hour yeah it's almost like it's video it's memorex it's video she's she will not interact with you that's called residual spirits something so strong happened in that spot good or bad usually bad that it like ripped a tear in the way of being so that ghost she will she will walk by and you won't do. And the other category of what you're going to see on the other side of the veil is the everything else category. That's the things that weren't human. They're not residual or video. They're that they were things that were never human. That's where you're going to get into the elemental realm, the fairy realm, the angelic realm, the demonic realm, the elemental realm, tree spirits, fairies, gnomes, leprechauns, all that Bigfoot, all that crazy stuff is the other realm. We love Bigfoot on this show. We love Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bigfoot's important. Um, so, okay. I was going to tell you a little bit about what I'm having in my house and I want you to prescribe to me what I'm dealing with. Okay. So the first thing is over the last 
couple of months, my son's toys go off. They light up and it happens in the middle of the night. It always wakes me up specifically. My husband has seen it a couple of times. I've seen it more than he has. The second thing that's been happening is rattling windows. And then specifically the other night, there was this like rolling sound and our windows started rattling and the toys lit up. (laughs) What am I dealing with, Patty? What's going on? Okay, you probably, you, a couple of things, you have a spirit, the thing, the toys turning on anything electrical, whether it's a battery in a kid's toy or the lights flashing on and off in a haunted house, um, that's energy. Spirits are just energy, good or bad or indifferent. Everything is energy. We're energy. You know, there's seventh grade science. We're not solid. It's, it's right. not, they are not either. So to turn on a toy, to turn on a little machine or whatever, lights flashing in and out. And then we get into the rattling of the windows. That's movement. I, like I was in a house yesterday um, and I felt like I was on a boat going, woo. It wasn't moving, but we were moving. It's energy shifting, just like wind would do, just like gale force wind, but it's the energy thereof. And when you're getting both, I would say, I mean, we could certainly look more into it, but I would say either you have a spirit in or you've created a portal in where the spirits can go in and out or you have poltergeist. Poltergeist itself is just energy created by humans. Literally, it's not it's not Uncle Bob turned bad or it's a serial killer turned bad or the fairy turned bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's energy building up that we are literally creating that. And that is very often what happens. Often it happens, not that this is your household, but with people in their teen years and stuff, there's so much life force. That's why I love working with those people. And like their angst creates weird stuff happening throughout everything. Mm. You should do a clearing on your own. I will certainly help you for it because I love you madly. I'm going to sidebar with you on this, Patty. You do want to get it in control, though. The one thing to know that this three-dimensional world, us living humans, this is our realm of existence. They have to play by our rules unless we give them the power. Most people don't know that and they give them the power. They get scared. They get fearful. They get angry. And, and then they give their power over to some stupid, you know, 7-Eleven bum ghost or whatever that is. But you have to be very firm. You can't be angry. I, I love 7-Eleven ghosts. They're everywhere. They got to be. They have to be. You know, so many people have died at 7-Elevens. So many people have died at 7-Elevens, Adam. There's no question. Two things you said reminded me of things from my childhood. One, the the thing you said about poltergeists. I'm old enough to have seen poltergeists in theaters, but wasn't old enough to where I should have seen it in theaters because (laughs) we didn't have PG-13 ratings back then. So that movie scarred me. I saw it when I was like six. And to make matters worse, a friend of mine at the time said, oh, you know, the the way to get a poltergeist is to think you have a poltergeist. And then if you just think about it, it'll manifest itself. And that ruined my childhood for about five solid years because I would just get that in my head and go, stop thinking about it. And it's like too late. You're already thinking about it. You're going to have a ghost. But I fortunately never got one. I also, I had a cousin when I was a child who at one point bought this book of white magic spells or something along those lines. That's that's the beginning of a horror movie, when a cousin buys a white magic spell book. Well, normally it would be, but I was a very low investment child when it came to how much effort I was going to put in. So a lot of these spells, like it's like I had to get silver, like where am I? I'm six. I'm not going to get silver anywhere. But there was one where you just recited this verse or passage and it was supposed to make the wind blow. And I swear to God, every time I did it, the wind started blowing. Yeah. What was that? What was I dealing with? It's a real world. People don't get that. It's so funny. Like skeptics are the hardest to fall. You know, I have a book, Old World Magic for the Modern World. I do things like that, not to make the wind bowl, but to help you find love, to help you lose weight, to help you all those things that we want to do in the modern world. Um, but it's real. People don't get that. They, they think we, ha- we are powerful beings. That's what I was saying earlier about us giving up our power. We are we are like, I don't want to say we are like gods, but we are like gods. We are. We are divine beings. 
and we have free will, whether God, the universe, whatever word you want to use, we have free will to create our own thing. We are amazing. And when people don't realize that to create the light, we can create wind. Yeah. Man, I got to find a copy of that book. Yeah. You got to, you got to get your, your, your white magic book back. The likes I would get if I had a compilation of me doing that like 25 times in a row on YouTube. Come on. And it's It's just, it's just like, a leaf blowing and you're like see i did it i fucking did it a guy with a leaf blower right around (laughs) still counts it still counts it still counts i summoned it it still counts (laughs) i heard Um, you don't like blowing wind why don't you blow if you're real that's my zach baggins thank you good ladies and gentlemen so speaking okay so this is the thing though so you're talking about the power like the power that people have and all these things when I came to your house right before the pandemic, we did a seance and you introduced me to your haunted doll. How does a doll get haunted? Does the spirit haunting the doll want to live in the doll? Is it trapped in the doll? Patty, I I have so many questions. And also haunted dolls, very big thing on our show. Adam, back me up on this. Yeah, we have a, a listener sent us a Robert the doll, but obviously like a reproduction, not the real thing. They weren't trying to kill us. Uh, <laughs> and okay. yeah, also I I did hang out with Peggy the doll at the haunted mansion one time. I mean, I just took the tour. I didn't like break in and hang out. Well, you go but... into her room. You do go into her room. When, when, when I go into her room, she curses seriously at me. I was the first to meet Peggy in the United States. When, before Zach owned her, he flew in Jane Harris, Jane who used to own her, one of the girls who Peggy gave a heart attack to, Katrine, she, he flew in me to do it. I did a seance with Peggy the doll, holding little plastic hands. My hotel room was haunted, and I, we were at a scary hotel room. My phone blew up, my tablet blew up, my TV was turning on and off, my shower turned on and off. All because of the damn doll. I don't understand why the dolls are so powerful, Patty. It's scary. They have eyes, they have ears, they have mouths. I have a hundred, my girl is Belle, I'll tell you, Peggy, somehow something evil got in her. She is a naughty girl. I go in there now and she's like, I can't even say the word she calls me. I was like, hi Peggy, you look so pretty. I knew a woman in HR like that. Yeah, my girl Belle, she, uh, she, she's a 105-year-old German doll from 1900, whatever. And a girl saw me doing a Peggy the Doll seance at Zach's Museum on TV. She goes, oh, if I could handle Peggy, I could handle Belle. Belle had made her sick for three years straight, made her hair fall out, made her little girl sick. She had a little toddler girl. You have a little toddler. And she's like, I can't do this. And she saw me. She goes, will you take her? I go, sure. She sent her, she sent me Belle just I'd never done a Facebook live before, ever, not one. And now if I do one, you get a few views. Ooh, I got a hundred. Opening bell, besides the fact of the opening thing, I have 49,000 views. That's what Bell did. 49,000 views. On- Does she just like you more than the other lady? Well, no, I opened her up and we got her and there was something dark there. I got rid of the dark thing within the that first day, because I didn't want my hair to fall out. I, I got rid of the dark spirit. And then this beautiful little spirit that was stuck in her, a seven or eight year old girl, started to appear. She did draw energy at first. So I'd keep mugwort with her, rue, different herbs to keep her from hurting people. So I got the bad spirit out. Now, Belle, I, she's been on more TV shows than I have. People see her eyes move and they don't really move. She, People can always tell her mood. She has a port. You were there. She has a porcelain face. It doesn't really move, but people, like 12 people in a row go, she's happy, happy, happy. Then she's sad, sad, sad. She's angry, angry, angry. It just shows. My my question about the previous owner of Bell, you said she had been making her sick for three years. Why wait three years to get rid of it? Like I don't know. That's a good one. She, her name was Chelsea. The only time that Belle didn't make her sick is is she she put Belle in a specific drawer or out in her shed. She was in Belgium. She was a Belgian girl. And she knew that Belle didn't like being in a drawer or in the shed. So when she saw me, she sent her to me. But I, again, I I didn't want whatever bad spirit. And I really banished that spirit. But you know, Adam, remember the woman at the Florida Museum that that took care of Robert the doll and how attached she got to the doll? I mean, yeah. she's like terrified of the doll, but she's like attached to it too. It's weird. Yeah, but that was also her job. Good point. <laughs> You're not wrong. 
you're not wrong. Okay. So what, the reason why spirits go to dolls is because they have faces. They have a weird answer, but it makes sense. I hate that answer so much it creeps me out. <laughs> and then and there's haunted objects. I walk into an antique store and like, ah! but yeah. something with a face, whether it's a doll or it's a statue, whether it's a statue of Jesus or Buddha or the lucky cat in the Chinese store or your grandpa, whatever, or a doll or a toy from whatever. Everything understands. Eyes can see, ears can hear, speak. So, a, a, so it's going to go, am I going to go into this vase that holds flowers or I'm going to go into this doll with real eyes? They're going to go into the doll. That answer scares me so much more than I was prepared for. That's a much scarier answer than I was. But that's why they do it because they're conscious, they're spirits. It's like, are you going to go into this book? Are you going to go into something with a face, a doll, a teddy bear? Teddy bears have been used in magic forever. What object would I move into? I feel like I would be a jewelry ghost. I feel like I would pick, I think I'd pick a nice ring or a nice necklace, maybe a locket just to really, you know, uh, and do it. jewelry is super haunted. You know that jewelry is haunted. I do psychometry where you hold a ring, you hold a jewelry. It holds because it's so close to a person, whether it's on their hand or their neck or their chest. Is, jewelry is a really good place. But again, it doesn't have eyes that can open and close and a face that you could sew. <laughs> I feel like I'd be okay with not seeing anymore. I mean, if I was already dead and stuck in an object, I'd be like, well, I already did that. I think I'm just going to ride around on this ladies. There you go. I'm going to wear, I'm going to be Don and I'm going to be Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I don't know what object I would haunt, but I do know that the haunted doll I want the most now is the Hello Cat from the Chinese restaurants. Yes, that's, I'm, I'm obsessed with that too, Adam. It goes <laughs> like this, it goes that, you have it in every little store and why that brings in money, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one of those. Haunted, please. Yeah, we'd like a haunted cat. So when I was, again, at your seance, I can't stop talking about it enough. You mentioned something called the four C's and, or I think that's what you called it. It's like the different abilities that people have. So there's like Claire. Oh, Claire, clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient. All that means is something, again, I believe everybody has this gift. It gets taught out of us. I'm very left brain, right brain. Your left is your reasoning, rational. One mm-hmm. plus one equals two. Your brain, your right brain is your creative brain, your intuitive brain, your spiritual brain, your artistic brain. You cannot have a creative brain and send it over to your logical brain. You shut it down. You kill it. You mm-hmm. just shut it down. The clairs are people who see that clairaudient, clairvoyant. That is some people... I see spirits. Some people, I smell spirits. Some people, it's just a knowing of spirits. Some people feel spirits. That's the clairs. I mix them all up because I just, I've always done it. But it's just, you, you're one clair or the other. So you think I'm, everybody has, has a little clair inside? I think of everybody has a little clair, but we just, if we, as soon as the second you send it over to your logical brain you're going to shut it down like wow i feel grandma's behind me oh that doesn't make sense i open the window you've shut it down well so on that note like when somebody is going to have an appointment with you because i've also done that i've come to your house privately and we've we've talked to some of my family members who have passed on and um if somebody's ready to do something like this and they they do their work and they find somebody who's got a real gift are there things that a person can do to enhance or alternatively could they inhibit that experience for themselves aside from just like overcoming their skepticism i feel like they've done a measure of that by even reaching out in the first place so right just be open it's okay to be a little bit skeptical um you know because again there's so many fakes and frauds and scam artists out there sadly for everyone and there's beautiful mediums psychics intuitives healers whatever you want to call them there's amazing ones, but for every legitimate one, there's 110,000 scam artists, fakes. Some of them have a real gift, some of them don't. What they really, they don't want to help you, they want your money, they want to control you. So the second that you get somebody who says you have an automatic curse, run, you don't. 99.9999 doesn't have a family curse attached to them. Or as soon as you have whatever, or they want to upsell you. Well, you're going to have to come back six more times to clear your aura or to do this. It's just run. Anything that's fear-based or control-based, 
just get out of there. A really good person just wants to help you to empower you. Um, so if somebody comes into that and you get you got somebody who's really legitimately there to help you, just try to be open um, and try not to over-logicalize it. That's what we humans do, that left brain. It's like, well, grandma couldn't have said that because she was, you know, just say yes. Just, just be open to the possibility of it. Like, I feel grandpa behind me. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Just say yes. Okay, grandpa's behind me right now. Hi, grandpa, how you doing? If you want to analyze it, wait two hours. In two hours, you go, was grandpa really behind I love me? that. If you want to analyze it, wait two hours. That's, wait that's two really good. Hours. That's and then, good. was that indigestion or was that my, my, my roommate opened up the window? Okay, it wasn't really grandpa. Fine. But that will make your gift grow, your ability grow to look, really feel when grandpa is behind you. There, there's two sides of the veil. This side is logic, where we pay rent, we buy our mortgage, we pay our bills, we do all that stuff. This side is a world of wonder where anything can happen. You have to be the, the, like the faith of a child, childlike, not childish. Ghosts exist, fairies exist, aliens exist, Bigfoot exists, whatever. There's a big fine line right here. You can't have this on that side. And the clearer you jump the broom, when you're living over here, like I shut it down. I do not want to be in the grocery store like Long Island Medium going, your mother wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> not my you're, you haven't hired me or asked me to say that. It's not my business. I, I don't. I shut it down. I go into the grocery store. But when, when you have a fine line, like an on-off switch, then this side is so much more open. You can see those spirits, those right. fairy realm, the dead realm, the magical realm, the, the spirit guide realm, whatever it is you want. But you have to have a definitive delineation. So I feel like the last big question I have for you is probably the dumbest question I have for you. Yay, I love dumb. What? dead celebrities are ghosts now <laughs> oh, okay okay it's really interesting and i again i've done a lot of this between the tv stuff it's not my natural thing michael jackson wants to have a voice right now michael what? michael jackson wants to have a voice right now i can't tell you the people who are having real interactions with him really yeah that's kind of creepy of all people like, haven't we heard enough from Michael? I mean, for God's sakes. Yeah, I want to talk to Prince. Uh, Prince, I've done two Prince seances, and he has a voice too. Michael Jackson is afraid of being misinterpreted, understandable, whatever he did or didn't do, whatever. But he's so afraid of that. Prince, I had a, a major two serious encounters with Prince. He actually told me who gave him the drugs who killed him. I was sitting there holding Prince's clothes. I was holding... God, he had a, his waist was this big. He was a little guy. Patty, do you need a personal assistant to follow you around? Wait, <laughs> are you going to tell us? Are you going to tell us who gave Prince the drugs? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I can. Here, don't tell anybody. Uh, it was, it's not like she was trying to kill him or anything, but she got it for it. It wasn't mm. the doctor that's been accused of things and all that. Well, no, because he was killed by a it was a counterfeit fentanyl pill i believe so yeah he wouldn't have gotten that from a doctor weird heard it here first so who else who else is a ghost okay who else is I a ghost like again michael jackson we have prince what about kurt cobain was he murdered kurt cobain <gasps> yeah i figured patty nodded yes for the people at home yeah kurt cobain oh yeah it's all right guys it's audio yes kurt cobain there's foul play involved i did this funniest tv show it was a cooking tv show i wasn't cooking but they wanted me to bring in celebrities so it was marilyn monroe um frank sinatra um who's the big guy uh elvis and who's the old guy who had guns john wayne no charlton heston Yes, Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston, Elvis, um, Marilyn Monroe, and Frank Sinatra. So it was a cooking show. So I, I, I had them cook all their favorite meals. Oso buco and chow mein. And for, for Marilyn, we had um, hot dogs with caviar. It was weird stuff. And I made them use these specific ingredients. That's amazing. So wait, you channeled their favorite food and then you had them make it? Had them, and I was using Ouija. 
And it was weird though, because it was way too bright for a seance, but it was what it was. But like Char um, Elvis, like wouldn't come. Marilyn Moe came, she was a little fearful, but she was really sweet. Um, Elvis, like screw you. Frank Sinatra, kind of screw you. Charlton Heston came and, and he hated it. He hated that we called him in. He hated that we woke him up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Heston. <laughs> I love the idea. I love the idea that Charlton Heston's ghost is grumpy. That makes me so, so happy. Grumpy. So grumpy. Everybody felt it. Everybody saw it. I channeled it. Because when you die, you don't become all of a sudden enlightened. You don't become all of a sudden angelic. You're you. Sometimes you have a slightly higher perspective of things. Yes. Like, again, literally, maybe it's literal higher. You're up in the heavens. You Some of the pettiness goes away or whatever. So you have a slightly higher perspective. But you're still you. You're an ass. You're an ass. If you're a sweet person, you're a sweet person. Oh, good. That's so good. Who's the bet? Who's the the most interactive dead celebrity you've worked with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, weirdly, I think it might be Prince because he has something he wants to say to the world. Yes. You you said that to the right podcast host. Adam is so. Yeah, really. I'm a really? I'm a very big Prince fan. Yes. Yeah, he was pretty amazing. He was like practically not human, and yeah, I just have enjoyed this conversation. I, I mean, Patty, I mean, you know, I always just want to sit and talk to you anyway, I but love, I love you, Caitlin. I love you so much, Patty. Patty made contact with my mom at this seance and we had this like really special moment and I, I'll never forget what you said and, and, and how it was such a strange thing that you brought up about the, the box, the thing opening, that specific thing was so big for me because my mom had been, I felt like my mom had been opening the sunglasses holder in my car but i felt crazy oh that's right i remember see i don't remember as a rule even though it doesn't look like it i am channeling sure, so you can ask me 10 minutes later and i don't remember what no. i talked about or what we talked about but i do sort of remember that sunglasses thing i remember because open, you open. i remember yes. something had yes. Open. Open. yes yes it was so funny and just so moving it was really powerful and um it just made me really happy. So I, I think that you just have such a real pleasant way of talking about these things. I feel like so many people come in and they make it so heavy and dark and sad. Um, and I wanted our listeners to get a chance to hear you because you're, you're so cheerful about it. <laughs> Dead people are great. They're happy. Honestly, death is hard on the living. Those left behind, your husband died, your mother died, your father died, your grandma died, your dog died, your cat died. We are the ones going, oh, and then that. they're fine. They're dancing. <laughs> Unless they get trapped in a doll. Unless they get trapped. No, they're used, most dolls are not trapped because they want to hang out because we're so fun. In a doll. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a strong choice. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's. I'm never going to stop asking you questions about haunted dolls for as long as we know each other. I, oh, I hang with Belle. You need one, Caitlin. I do not need more haunted toys in my house, Patty. I told you what's happening already. I'll take one for the studio. <laughs> Let's talk later. Let's talk later. Oh, yeah. Adam definitely wants a haunted doll for the studio. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I a whole like separate building. I Like, I don't have to live there. Yeah, you should it. get one. Sadly, it's become a weird business, like on eBay or whatever. The same, the same buyer sells like nine hundred and twelve haunted dolls. It's like really. Yeah, how do you how do you shop for a haunted doll, and how do you know you're getting something real? With your intuition, honestly, I would say you're going to have better luck going to a Goodwill store or a secondhand store or a thrift store of any kind or an antique store and walk through and see what you're drawn to than going online to somebody who's like charging 10 times the price for a guaranteed haunted doll that they sold 12 times already. That makes sense. Pick up some haunted vintage t-shirts while I'm there. Yeah. Big, huge. <laughs> I think that would be great. We should just start collecting haunted stuff now, Adam, now for our show. I would love that. I We could do like a haunted antiques brokerage company. I see it all. I, I have a vision now. This is where it's going. I have an orgone blaster at the studio, so I can have anything in there I want. Perfect. I'm safe. Is it organite? Is it orgon? You have the plastic and the metal and all that? No, it's just a cheap thing I got on eBay. It's probably not real. I'm probably cursed already. <laughs> well, there you go. You have a haunted something. 
a Perfect. haunted me. A haunted, a haunted, you've already, haunt. well, I mean, technically you and I are both, we're all haunted. We're, we haunt ourselves, I guess, technically. Yeah. And then we finally like get out of school is what it seems like to me that death it's is. It's all school. It's all school. This, yeah. When you come into this world, it's school. <sighs> it feels like that right now. It feels like school right now. Everything we, feels like school right now. Everything is school right now. We 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 knocked it we knocked it up several notches. But you know, some people are in grade school, some people are in high school, some people are in junior college, some people are in college, some people are in grad school. We kind of choose that before we come in, but yeah. It scares me because I spent a lot of time in junior college. When you say it that way, it makes me much more nervous uh, than I was before. But Patty, I just love you. I really love you and I, I love you for other reasons, but I also love you for this stuff. So um, thank you for, for coming on our show today. So if people want to connect with you and follow you, what is the best way to do that? Okay, you can find everything you ever wanna know and 20 times more at my website, pattynegri.com, P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. From there, you can get Facebook, Patty Negri, Twitter, Patty Negri, Instagram, Patty.Negri, my YouTube page, which I teach all sorts of fun spells and magic and money and all sorts of things. I do have a book out you can get on Amazon called Old World Magic for the Modern World. And it's six to $13. It's, it's really easy. And everything from finding love to weight loss to talking to the dead. It's what yeah, I do. No. Easy and approachable. No big deal. Super Perfect. simple ways to talk to the dead. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Adam, it's nice to meet and talk to you. And again, Caitlin, I've loved you since you were before you were born. And <laughs> you know, I know how proud your dad is of you. And I know how proud your mom is of you. So there you go. <laughs> mm, it makes me want to cry. Thank you, Patty. Thank you so much for doing the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Should we wrap it up i think we have to unfortunately yeah all right patty say goodbye bye everybody thank you thank you thank you caitlin say goodbye bye everyone goodbye everybody we love you